Hello friends, what's up? I hope you all are doing well. My name is Sanjay and you are listening to Improve Listening English podcast. This episode is entitled as Pegasus is India's Watergate Moment. An editorial from the Hindu newspaper. Here we go. Intelligence gathering needs to be professionalized. Parliamentary oversight introduced and liberties and law protected. If this government ever become a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country, the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given to the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together is in resistance to the government no matter how privately it was done. Is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the capability of this technology. Those words of St. Frank Church, who led one of the two committees on intelligence and surveillance reform established in the aftermath of the Watergate scandal, are just as relevant in India today given the relations of extensive surveillance. It is unclear by whom, but signs point to the Indian government by the use of spyware on people's phones. While there is much to be said about the international regulations of the unaccountable sale of spyware by shadowy entities such as the NSO group, it is equally, if not more, important to ensure that surveillance in India is made unaccountable. Go easy on the salt. My former colleague Sunil Abraham often likens surveillance to salt. A small amount of surveillance is necessary for the health of the body politic just as salt is for the body, in excess. Both are dangerous, while one cannot enjoy the liberties provided under the constitution without national security, we must equally remember that national security is not meaningful if it comes at the cost of the very liberties such as security is supposed to allow us to enjoy. Excessive and unaccountable surveillance imperils privacy, freedom of thought, of speech and has a chilling effect on people's behavior while shattering the bedrock of the rule of law upon which a constitutional liberal democracy is built. The government claims all its surveillance is authorized and justified, but then the question arises, where are the prosecutions for terrorism, organized crime, espionage, etc. Based on evidence from such surveillance, who is ensuring that the surveillance is necessary and proportionate? Indeed, on the contrary, there are numerous examples of surveillance powers being misused for personal and political gain and to harass opponents. Earlier Examples In 2012, in Himachal Pradesh, the no government raided police agencies and recovered over a lock phone conversations of over a thousand people, mainly political members and many senior police officials, including the Director General of Police, DGP, who is legally responsible for conducting phone tap in the state. In 2013, India's current Home Minister was embroiled in a controversy dubbed Snoopgate with the phone recordings alt to be of him speaking to a head of an anti-terrorism unit to conduct convert surveillance on a young architect and her family members without any legal basis. The Gujarat government admitted the surveillance including phone tabbing tapping but claimed it was done on the basis of a request made by the chief minister by the home's woman's father. Yet no order signed by the state's home secretary 
a legal necessity for phone tab was ever produced and the Gujarat High Court shut down an inquiry into Snoopgate upon the request of the architect and her father on the shocking basis that it didn't involve public interest. In 2009, the United Progressive Alliance government swore in an affidavit in the Supreme Court that the CBDT had placed Neera Radia, a well-connected peer professional, under surveillance due to fears of her being a foreign spy, yet while they kept her under surveillance for 300 days, they didn't prosecute her for espionage. Non-state actors such as the SR Group have also been shown to engage in illegal surveillance. KK Paul, then the governor of Meghalaya, noted complaints by telecom operators that private individuals were misusing police contacts to tap phone calls of opponents in trade or estranged spouses. There are dozens of such examples of unlawful surveillance which seems to be for political and personal gain and have nothing to do with national security or organized crime. Yet there are few examples of people being held legally accountable for unlawful surveillance. The laws. Currently, the laws authorizing interception and monitoring of communications and sections 92 of the CRPC for court records, etc., Rule 419A of the Telegraph Rules, and the rules under Section 69 and 69B of the IT Act. Indeed, it is unclear when the Telegraph Act applies and when the IT Act applies. A limited number of agencies are provided powers to intercept and monitor. In 2014, the Ministry of Home Affairs told Parliament that nine central agencies and the DGPs of all states and Delhi were empowered to conduct interception under the Indian Telegraph Act. In 2018, nine central agencies and one state agency were authorized to conduct intercepts under Section 69 of the IT Act. Yet. The Intelligence Organizations Act, which restricts the civil liberties of intelligence agency employees, only lists four agencies, while the RTI Act lists 22 agencies as intelligence and security organizations established by the central government that are exempt from the RTI Act. Thus, it is unclear which entities account as intelligence and security agencies. Further, a surveillance alphabet soup exists with programs such as CMS, TCIS, NETRA, CCTNS, and so on, none of which has been authorized by any statute, and thus falls short of the 2017 KS Puttaswamy engagement, which made it clear that any invasion of privacy could only be justified if it satisfied three tests. First, this restriction must be by law. Second, it must be necessary only if other means are not available and proportionate only as much as needed and third it must promote a legitimate state interest aspect national security in 2010 then vice president hamid ansari called for a legislative basis for india's agencies and the creation of a standing committee of parliament on intelligence to ensure that they remain accountable and respectful of civil liberties. In 2011, the Cabinet Secretary, in a note on surveillance held at the Centre Board of Direct Taxes, having interception powers was a continuing violation of a 1917 Supreme Court judgment 
on the telegraph act that same year 1975 that same year parliamentarian manish tiwari introduced a private members bill to bring intelligence agencies under a legislative framework that bill soon lapsed in 2013 the ministry of defense funded think tank the institute for defense and strategic analysis published a report a case for intelligence reform in india a core recommendation of which was the intelligence agencies in india must be provided a legal framework for the existence and functioning the function must be under parliamentary oversight and scrutiny in 2018 the the shri shri krishna committee on data protection noted the past post the ks putraswami injunction most of india's intelligence agencies are potentially unconstitutional since they are not constituted under a statute passed by parliament the national investigation agency being an exception in its 2019 election manifesto the indian national congress in what to my knowledge was the first for national political party called for parliamentary oversight of intelligence agencies post watergate reforms the legacy of the church committee can be seen in the fact that the snowden revelations in 2013 didn't uncover any spying on opposition politicians journalists judges and human rights defenders for partisan political ends what was shocking about the snowden revelations was the extent of nsa surveillance the overreach of the power provided under the patriot act as well as the lack of sufficient checks and balances provided by the foreign intelligence surveillance court the snowden revelations led to meaningful reform of that court and controversial domestic surveillance provisions of the patriot act expired in 2020 we need such reform in india which are aimed at professionalizing intelligence gathering bringing intelligence agencies under parliamentary oversight making them non-partisan and ensuring that civil liberties and rule of law are protected this is india's watergate moment and the supreme court and parliament should seize it thank you for listening friends have a nice day Thank you.